You know what, Sam? What? I've seen worse homestands. I have, too. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes. Hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. And yes, we have seen worst homestands before, Sam. Uh, first things first, though, before we even get to hockey, uh, we just want, I mean, we've already said it in both t- our Twitter and Instagram handles. We hope you have, guys have had a great Thanksgiving. We hope uh, you have had a great quality time with your friends or family or whoever you eat, ate with for Thanksgiving, and we hope that your bellies were full. Mine yes. was. Yes, we hope your bellies were full. We hope you had a good time with family. And we hope you got to enjoy one of two weekend games this weekend because you did not enjoy one, but you probably enjoyed the one that happened tonight. Um, but it was a good weekend, I think, for family and friends, so that's what matters the most. Um, now we head into the Christmas season. Yes, definitely. Uh, I can. All, in fact, I remember even before Thanksgiving started, Sam, I remember... Going grocery shopping, I hear Cedar, I already hear the Christmas music. Oh, Lord. I really do. Oh, Lord. I know. I've already been told and been warned that I have to suffer through it at work myself. So it's that time of year. But at least it's only a month, and then I can go back to being, you know, I'll be my good old Scrooge self this month, and, you know, then we'll be back to regular. But I've got hockey. Of course you're a Scrooge. I'm a Scrooge. Uh, Okay. So, yep. Uh Great hope you guys have had a great Thanksgiving. Now we're going to get to some podcast news. And one of them, Sam, is we have a new sponsor now yes. with SeatGeek. Uh, you get $20 off of your first purchase with promo code Kaniac Report, all one word. If you have not used SeatGeek before, um, it's a competitor with Ticketmaster and all that type of stuff. But if you, they, if you haven't purchased anything... SeatGeek is usually um, resale tickets a lot. Um, great company. Go go check them out. Go go check them out. Go go ahead. Take get yourself some tickets. Um, Twenty bucks off. We already give tickets away. Now we're giving you discounts. I mean, really, what is there a better reason to be a fan of our podcast? We're giving it to you right there. Free tickets every now and then, and a discount on tickets. I mean, you can't beat that, right, Sam? I know you really can't beat that. We're really. I mean. If, if any people working for the Hurricanes are listening to this, we are trying our hardest to get fans in the seats. <laughs> Absolutely. We don't, we, don't, we don't let tickets go to waste very often. I mean, of course, there are games where that's just a reality for crazy things happen in life. <laughs> yes. And, um, but we, we, get, we get fans in seats. We're helping to get fans in seats. We're in, our, our butts are in the seats, so we're doing our part to keep that arena full. And part of that, again, what's so great is this season, the Carolina Hurricanes have sold out every single game this year. Awesome. Yes, and part of it is a huge part of it, I would say, is because they're having an excellent home record so far, 7-2. <laughs> and two. Yep, 7-2 and two at home. Um, definitely, I've seen better home stands. I don't think Carolina did, but they needed to do on this home stand. But the benefit is they go on the road once for a game. You should win against Philadelphia because you should beat them this time. You should be pissed for how the last one went. Then you're going back on home for two games, and then you get that ugly home, that ugly road trip in December before Christmas. Yes, definitely. 
And uh, speaking of tickets, Sam, uh, another piece of news that we have is for this uh, the Islanders game this upcoming week. This that is going to be a, our monthly giveaway yes. game. Yes, we will be uh, posting news on how to qualify for nope, that. No, we're not or, posting oh, that's it. Right. We're not this posting. Is, we, I forgot. We, we we did it a lot to try and bring in viewership. To start the season, so now for our those who have really truly become fans of this podcast, we want you to benefit from this. New York Islanders game, the way to enter this is simple, simple, simple. All you have to do is message us on any platform we have and just say, I'm a Kaniac. That's it. Or you know what? 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 Okay. I'm a huge Kaniac. There you go. I'm a huge Kaniac. You send us that, you're automatically entered. We will announce the winner the day before on social media. That would make Trip happy. Yes, exactly. That's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm doing it. So if you're here, if you listen to this trip, um, all those huge Kaniacs out there, if you want to enter, you just got to identify yourself. Shoot us a message. That's it. Shoot us a message. Um, email, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I think you said, do we have, I don't know, do we have Facebook? I don't even know if we have Facebook. Uh, we have Facebook, but we don't have like anybody. Okay. okay so no one cares about, no one really cares about Facebook anyway, but we've got all the social media. Shoot us a message on any one of those or tag us in something. It, it, it just, it, just let us know you're in it, but you have to say, I'm a huge Kaniac. We don't have That's a TikTok it. though. I ain't so. going to do no TikTok. <laughs> yeah. We're I'm not, not playing with not that crap. TikTok. <laughs> Just again, you message us, at us, I'm a huge Kaniac. That's how you enter. It's simple. You have until now, until the day before the Islanders game. We will announce it that night. Um, who the winner? Actually, you know what we're going to do? I'm looking at the schedule now because I like to announce these during the game so people have them. So I'm looking real quick at the Carolina Hurricane schedule. I think they play Tuesday. For the record, we're coming up with this on the spot live. I've been thinking so. about it. Oh, so you have been thinking about it. I've been thinking about, about okay. how I wanted to do it. Good. All right, so we're playing the November 30th game, the Thursday game. So the Carolina Hurricanes have two back-to-back national broadcasts. Flyers, Islanders. We're giving away tickets to the Islanders game because the other one's in Philadelphia. We will announce the winner of this again. Do it. Again, you message us, at us, any of those. You say, I'm a huge Kaniac. Enter. We will announce the winner in the third period of the Carolina Hurricanes-Philadelphia Flyers game. We will shoot you a message before we announce it. Then we will send you your tickets day of game against the Islanders. And our socials are in the description of every episode. Correct. Uh, and and I also put our email in there too. So email us. Yep, that counts. And that counts. Message us again. Message us. Email, Twitter, Instagram, all of those. Um, at us on anything. Tag us in something and say I'm a huge Kaniac. Whatever. So, tag us in a picture of you at a game. It doesn't matter. But you have to do get our attention with I'm a huge Kaniac. You're entered. It's simple. This is for people who listen to the podcast. So if you listen to the podcast you know how to enter and to get free tickets on us. So we're trying to and, give, and everyone who doesn't win. Pass. Yes. And a parking pass and everyone who doesn't win, you get 20, was it $20 off on SeatGeek? Yes. Right. For your first purchase. For your first purchase on SeatGeek. You've never used it yet. Use it now. If you don't get to go to this game, you, if you don't get to go to this game on us, we can at least help you go at a discounted rate. So remember that 
make sure you take advantage of these things. Yes. And speaking of our socials, Sam, you posted a few <laughs> polls on uh, on Twitter slash X. I, I say Twitter slash X because I still call it Twitter. Yeah, I did. So I will start. I'll start with the poll that got the least amount of votes and go to the one with the most. They're all pretty lopsided except for this one. So the last. So it was the Latin. In this case, it is the order of. Now it is reverse order of when I tweeted them. So, the very last poll I put out there, the question was, have the players with letters on their jerseys lost the room? Seventy-two of you voted. Initially, the yes crowd were in the lead. The final tally was forty-four percent said yes and fifty-six percent said no. Of the three polls, this is the closest. Of all of them, and I think rightfully so. I know a lot of people were kind of questioning whether Jordan Stahl, Martin Ogaho, maybe it started to lose the room a little bit. I think this poll kind of shows up where the fan base is. They're pretty close, neck and neck. Um, it's not wildly off here. Again, we're close to 50-50. It's not that many points off, 12% difference. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, what do you think? I mean, does that surprise you? That result surprise you? Does it not surprise you? Is that kind of where you thought it might be? Pretty close, you know? Uh, it does. Honestly, I don't think it really surprises me that much for some reason. Um, I'm going I'm going to the polls here on... Uh, okay, so yeah. Um, now the letters with... Players with letters and letters, they lost the room. Um, that surprise you? I mean, a this, little bit. It, it, it a little bit surprises me, but not much. Does that surprise you? And we've seen this team. So this season, we've seen an inconsistent effort, right? Which is why, even after the win tonight against Columbus, I'm not like on top of Mount Everest because we've seen this team lose, win, lose, right? They don't, they aren't consistent in their effort or maybe not necessarily their effort, but they aren't consistent with their results. Which so, means we're going to lose against Philly. Also, it's a national game. Well, so. it's just the thing, right? <laughs> you know, if we come back, in my opinion, you know, if we come back and we win against Philly, we win against the Islanders, then I'm like, okay, we're building a streak here, which is something they have not done this year. They've only done it once. So, and that was it. So hopefully they can do that again. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, how would you have voted on this, Sam? Would you have voted yes? Would you have voted no? I mean, do you feel maybe I somewhere would have, in the middle? I would have voted somewhere in the middle. Okay. Just just middle. I say yes on a few things, no on a few, few things. So that's just... My answer is complicated. Let's not get into that, but... I mean, I've seen some things right here. I mean, we've um, already had comments on it. Um, some, someone commented saying, I think Stahl is losing the room a bit. Yeah. And then we had someone who's not even a, a Hurricanes fan. They have a picture of some Oilers guy comment saying it's a stupid poll. Dude, you're not a Canes fan. Your opinion matters very little. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, there were some people who commented on it saying, I don't know about losing the room, but they need to step up and challenge their teammates. We responded with, we think that's fair. Someone said Stahl needs to be more productive, and probably he should probably be a little bit more productive. I thought the line was pretty good tonight against Columbus, but they were piss poor against Tampa. Because, again, that line is basically the penalty kill line. And then someone, like you said, did say that they think Stahl's losing the room a bit. And it's possible. I mean, I, I don't, I guess I'm somewhere in the middle, too. 
I, I want to see some consistent effort. Again, we're still early-ish on in the season. Not super early. We're about a quarter of the way through. Um, this is the time, right? You need to see the Hurricanes go on a heater this month. And it doesn't get easier this month. In Dece- I'm sorry, not this month, but in December, it doesn't get easier because they have a huge road trip again through Canada. Yeah, I know. That's not going to be fun. Um, but I'm sure we'll get to that in a future episode. Uh, the next poll, Sam had the coaches lost the room. It seems like everybody So. In my opinion on this one, yeah, 80% said no, 20% said yes. I think the 20% who said yes are a little bit rooted more in reality here. Um, so I don't agree really with the no's. I don't necessarily agree with the yeses either. But I think a lot of people comes to Rod Rendemore, and I think our friend Adam Gold might be one of them a little bit. Um, but they're close, and I expect it. I think they view Rod with rose-colored glasses a little bit because it's Rod Rendemore. He should be a Hall of Famer. He's been a great coach. However... Put any coach in this position, right, who's done this well. And I think if a good comparable here would be Jay Woodcroft from Edmonton, who did very, very good last season, had a bad start. He's out, right? I guarantee that start is significantly worse than the Hurricanes. However, anybody else in this position, there would be questions, right? I mean, there would be questions. I think if anyone, if it was Laviolette, Paul Maurice, Woodcroft, Tortorella, doesn't matter if anyone else was coach right now of Carolina, there would be questions and you wouldn't be frowned upon for saying that any, and I'm not going to fault anyone who said no, anyone who said yes, there's a lot of um, heavy bias toward Rob Brennan where he can do no wrong in a lot of people's minds. I think he's making mistakes. I really do. I think he should break up the Pesci and I think he should break up Pesci Shea or Slavin and Burns and allow D'Angelo to play with Slavin. I think he's doing a lot of things that I think can hurt this team in its success. Um, some of this is on management and maybe I'll put a poll out there to see what everyone's thoughts are on management as well. I think Tony being sat for too long is going to hurt this team eventually in the long run. Granted the power play looked very good tonight. They did not score, but it looked very crisp and that was important. And I think again, Tony helps the power play. Chatfield's also playing very good. I thought he played really bad against Tampa, but I thought everybody played really bad against Tampa after the first 40 Except minutes. for the fourth line. Yeah, the fourth line looked pretty solid. They actually somehow ended up with a positive plus minus and all that, which is just crazy. Um, so, yeah, I guess I lean more toward the 20% here with the yes. I, I choose to look at this the way our owner does, which is not having any kind of nostalgia feelings toward anybody whatsoever. We saw how we treated Chuck Caton, and we saw how we treated John Forslund. And if you have any kind of a brain about you, you're going to know right now if the results aren't there, he's not going to keep you. Period. It does not matter. He will not pay you top dollar, and he will not keep you if the results aren't there. He cares about the on-ice product, and if the on-ice product is not successful, we saw what happened to Bill Peters when he came in. We saw what happened to Ron Francis when when Tom Dundon came in. Those two were out. Yes, definitely. Uh, So, yeah, I think just looking at those two polls combined, I think um, fans are willing to probably say that you got to blame – blame put the blame more yeah. on the captains on the team than the coach right now yeah more people care put it on the player uh <clears throat> some people commented on this one too the veteran guys sound like they're frustrated they don't think some of the new additions have much of an impact positive impact um one person said even if they had it's time for trades so just more of putting it on the players not the coach which is rare usually you see it on the coach it's right you would see in in most teams this would be reversed right it's 
not as much on the players as it is on the coaching staff. That's how it was in Edmonton, right? They didn't really blame the players, but they blamed Woodcroft. Woodcroft out. So, but I think because of Rod Brindamore's history in Carolina, I think he's going to get a longer leash, probably rightfully so. I'm going to continue to criticize him when I think he's wrong, because I'm honest with you. I'm not going to sit here with road-colored glasses. I'll get all the flack for it. That's fine, but I'm going to see it. T- tell you how I see it. Again, I don't put a lot of stock into this win tonight against Columbus. One, it's Columbus. I don't either. One, it's Columbus. Two, we just got shellacked eight two the night before. I expected you to win, and I expected you to be a little bit more dominant than you probably were in putting pucks in the net tonight. And I didn't quite get that, and you almost did lose to Columbus. So, you know, there, there were some negatives to take away from this game as well as positives. And I'm probably looking more on the bad side of things, and that's fine, but this team hasn't given me much reason not to. We have a lot of games in hand on teams behind us that if they win those games, we're out, they're in. So we have a lot of divisional games we're going to need to be winning. And we've put ourselves into this position because we haven't had a great start to the season. We have an opportunity to prove that this team can do it. This team has an opportunity to prove it. The coaching staff and the groups, right, the coaching staff, And the players have an opportunity to prove that they are worth it and they are a playoff team and they are a contender. This road trip, they need to be successful. Yeah, they they do. Um, So, yes. And the last poll, Sam, you said, I'm curious where Kaniac Nation is right now on things. Do we need to add a goalie? Everybody pretty much said yes. Yeah, 120 votes was the most voted on poll. Um. 79% 79% said yes to 21% said no. I think that is about where I, you and I probably are, I think, as well as most apparently most fans are. Again, 120 I think I, time. I Hey, I, I agree with the yeses. I think we need another another goalie. Especially because I think Kachekov looked like he, he tweaked something in the game. He stayed in, and he played very, very well tonight. Oh, I'm he gonna, did. Chekhov was great. One goal was fluky. Maybe he should have had the other, and that's fine. But we still won, so at the end of the day, it's fine. I don't blame him on the second goal. He probably wants the first one back, and that's okay. See, I'm saying the opposite. I I think he would want the second goal, but the first goal was tipped. See, I thought the second goal was tipped. I don't know. No, the the first goal goal was tipped by one of our own players as the puck was going up. And it just hit right at the top corner. So, so unfortunate. So, uh, yeah, I, I think everybody agrees we should add a goalie. Um, honestly, I mean, I wouldn't mind if we circled back to Halak. I think we release from PTO and just give him a contra- contract. Yeah. Without doing a condi- conditioning stint, to be honest. Yeah, and I mean, that's the reality is Ronta got tweaked, got hurt a little bit in the other game. I'm concerned he's not healthy. Um, Especially after that Tampa game. Yeah, Kachetkov got... It looked like he tweaked something. He was working his shoulder and kind of stayed on the ground a little longer after he made the stick save. So it's like, eh. You know, it's like we have three goaltender. We have one goaltender who's out, and I certainly hope that Freddie Anderson takes care of himself. That's most important, especially with the issue with blood clotting. Um, wish all the best to Freddie for sure. Hope he comes back sooner rather than later, obviously. But in the meantime, I don't want to have to call up Yanni Peretz because he struggled a little bit 
in the ECHL with the Norfolk Admirals. I mean, again, that happens sometimes in transition. He's still going to be a very good goalie, I think, in the league eventually. But you don't want to have to bring him up, right? You don't want to rush his development or put him into a situation that he shouldn't be put into. Yes, I I agree. I I agree. I agree with these numbers here. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, uh, those are the numbers. Um, Now we're going to go to recapping the games. But before we do, let's get to our sponsors. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 23. All rights reserved. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can chop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before like one of their noise-canceling features, which I find is very, very helpful. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their 5-star review Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices 8 times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. No wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of 5-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site, with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buy Raycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Okay, Sam, the first game is the Edmonton game. 
Uh, this was mostly a pretty good game. Uh, did, did here's my question to you: Did you watch the whole game tonight? No, Edmonton. When we won, yes. We're we're reviewing the Edmonton game first, then we'll get to Columbus. Okay, no, I just was kind of confused that you. I, yeah, I watched the whole game. <laughs> um, okay, just I, I I was just wondering. No, I watched if, the whole game. Did. I watched the whole game. Okay, I was I was uh, happy that they were able to pull off that win. Yeah, and the first thing we noticed in this game, this was when Chatfield comes in and D'Angelo comes out. Yes. Uh, now. Uh, there were quite a few good things in the first period, Sam. It was all Carolina. Uh, we saw Slavin quarterbacking the second power play unit for the first time. Uh, he was, uh, I mean, the power play to me was one of, th- one of those things in this game that was not good. Um, but um, that first period, um, obviously you have McDavid and Dracidal actually starring on the same line. And apparently Brenda Moore... From what I've heard in an interview with him, he likes it like that. Yeah, because both you can, of them um, are on the same line. Because you can bottle them up. And that's what you want to do with those kind of players. You want to bottle them up. Yes, and you just put the stall line out there, and that's what he does. And honestly, it comes to fruition. It really mm-hmm. does. You have Foss scoring from Martin Oak Traffield. Jury scores his first goal, which honestly he probably could have handled better. It was, it was a two-on-one chance. He was fumbling the puck, but it went in. Yeah, he almost missed again. At that point, you're just like, oh, dear Lord, this dude cannot buy himself a goal. Fortunately, he got one, and then Carolina shortly after again makes 3 to nothing. Tavo Teravainen with his 10th of the season from Ottawa. Sick Ohio. pass from Jarvis. Ohio. Teravainen just can't miss this season, which is fantastic for him. And um, he had a great night because shortly after that, Seth Jarvis scores from a pass from Tavo Terrabine. Surprisingly, only his fourth pass on the season. Usually, those numbers are flipped where he's got like four goals and then 10-plus assists. Um, this year, it's a little different for him. And I'm okay with that because Tavo's got a heck of a shot. Um, but Carolina goes up 4 to nothing in the first, and that's pretty much the game. It right? is. And uh, that last goal, Jarvis, I want to say one thing. That was an excellent shift because it all started with Chatfield uh, t- turning the puck over from McDavid, if you remember. He turns the puck over from McDavid, passes it to Terravine, and he gives it to Jarvis. Jarvis almost has pretty much a, a breakaway because he has the foot speed to get the pass to the, the defender, and he shoots at the far side on Stuart Skinner. And that's for nothing. And I agree with you. That's the game, in my opinion. Um, of course, Hyman scores from Decide on Bouchard. But even then, it's four to one Carolina. We're feeling pretty good. Yep. And yeah, I you- believe Skinner, um, after that fourth goal, he got moved out. Yep. Skinner out. Picard and Picard in. got put in. Yeah, and I mean, if you weren't feeling good, Nate just scores to make it 5-1 to one in the second, so then you are feeling very good. Svechnikov gets another assist, and Svech is racking up the assists, not scoring a goal yet. Um, Ekholm scores toward the end of that to make it 5-2. to two. <coughs> They're still feeling pretty good about the game going into the third. Now, one thing we were concerned with in that second period is we saw Kachekov in goal, yeah. and apparently Ronto tweaked something. Tweet something. But apparently, maybe he's okay, maybe not. I dude, don't know. Dude, dude's made of paper mache. You need another goalie. 
that's how the fans feel. That's how we feel. And you got to think that's how the team feels. They tried out a goalie on a PTO, which means they're like, yeah, we know we need another goalie. So, I mean, you have to think about it, right? I mean, that's just concerning. He doesn't play. Then he comes back and gets lit up the next game. It's like, eh. I mean, do I blame Ranta on those goals? You like him to have maybe two or three. But at the end of the day, it wasn't a a game about Carolina not scoring. You know, not it was about the penalty kill. And... And then giving up in the third, but we'll get to that game in a second too. And I, I, we're not gonna dwell on that eight to two loss because it's miserable enough as is to think about it. Because um, I was there and I hated it, every second of it. Um, other than the fan tunnel, that was fun. But um, you know, Zach Hyman scores in the third here to make it five to three, and at that point we're like, okay, Edmonton can score really, really quick. They have that ability to do so, especially because at the end of the period, Ekholm scored to make it five to two, and it was and that a short shorthanded. Yeah, goal. it was a shorty, and that usually makes you a little nervous. Then they start the period within about four minutes, and they score again, and you're like, "Uh oh, Edmonton's McDavid and Drysidle are, are humming, and they've been split up, and now you got to worry about them on two different." I was lines. about to, I was about to say that you split those two up, and in that third period, you actually have Aho's line going up against McDavid. Personally, I would have had Stahl going up against McDavid because I think McDavid is the best player in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, but Ajo's always played really well against McDavid, and and yeah, I and I, and I think that's probably what Rod's thinking is that there's that rivalry of being from the same draft, and I think Ajo always wants to show him up, and most of the time Ajo does. Ajo does play usually better than McDavid. This is just another game where that was the case. Yes, I caught, no caught Sam mid yawn. If if. For the video portion of the podcast, if you saw. Well, that. we don't have a video <laughs> portion, so I'm good. Um, but uh, yeah, that was obviously mostly a great game. The power play wasn't good though, and I thought in the third third period, Edmonton was clearly the better team. But Burns gets the empty net goal. That's all she wrote. Carolina wins at five to three. Now, Sam, we are going to briefly <laughs> discuss Tampa. Starts out great. Carolina has the best first period. According to Rob Brandon, Carolina has the best first period of the season. I don't know if I say that. I thought they were good, um, but they only get one goal. Steph Nation, who's having a very good season from Jack Jury and Michael Bunting. Michael Bunting had a good game. This line had a good game. They were, they were the best line on the on the team. So you have a great first period, and then you have Svech doing something stupid, and it was a stupid penalty, a dumb penalty, didn't need to take. It was a desperation play. There was no need for it. There were plenty of people back. Nothing was going to come of it. And you take the guy's legs out. Svech to the box. Steven Stamkos doing Steven Stamkos things, scoring a goal on the power play. A very good goal. Stamkos is going to score from that position. And that was from Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov, also all of them having great seasons. Again, and now I'm going to say what uh, um, Adam Gold said, and he's right. This, for, this first unit for Tampa Bay are all Hall of Famers or going to be future Hall of Famers or their trajectory is a Hall of Fame, right? My, uh, Braden Point probably going to end up in a Hall of Fame. He's moving in that direction with the amount of points he's getting. Stamkos will be, Kucherov will be, Hedman will be, right? You would think Carolina had learned. No, they did not. Another dumb penalty. Nikita Kucherov gets one on the power play again shortly after that, within about uh, four minutes of the first one. So they score on the power play. And, of course, again, Carolina doing dumb. Michael Bunting takes a double minor. Braden Point on the power play. Gets his ninth of the season from Kucherov and Hedman. 
and you're like, oh boy, things changed real quickly within the first five minutes and 54 seconds of the second period. You're like, oh crap. What happened? You're just sitting there and I was sitting there in just disbelief of like, oh my gosh, this game just flipped on its head. Carolina was playing very good hockey. And then all of a sudden, Tampa Bay's ahead three to one. Yes. Now, there is some life as Michael Bunting, he scores right off of a faceoff win. And that was a blast of a shot. I was really happy for Bunting. Uh, he, I thought he was really good. I, I actually thought he, he kind of got under, even though Tampa just dominated. I thought I thought he got under a little bit of a couple of players' skin on Tampa's So team. there's some history there. Uh, remember, Bunting used to be with the... Um, Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple yes. Leafs, and they played last season in the playoffs. I believe Michael Bunting knocked Sorelli out of the playoffs. I think he hurt him. And yes. I think there was... And I think he had gotten suspended for it, too. So there is some bad blood there with Bunting. And um, so there's, there's reasoning there. There is no excuse for what... Um, I think it was Austin Watson. Yes, it was Austin Watson. You okay. got like a 10 game misconduct along ten, with 10 I minute, think. 10 minute, not 10 game. Sorry, yeah, 10 minute. My bad. <laughs> he should be suspended. <laughs> I'll, I'll flat out agree with Trip here. 100%, 100% should be suspended given how the second, how the end of the third period went. But either way, Michael Bunting scores on the power play to end the second period. You're down only one goal going into the third. You're like, okay, there's a chance here. This team could score. It's not like it's impossible. Well, that doesn't happen because shortly into the third period, within five minutes and 33 seconds, Brandon Hagel scores to make it four to two. And at that point, you're not feeling so good because, again, a minute late, minute and 20 seconds later, Luke Glendening makes it five to two. And then another four minutes after that, Braden Point makes it six to two. And at that point, my butt was gone. I left that game because there wasn't anything worth to watch at that point. I was wondering <laughs> if you left that game at some point. Yep, I left after the um, six to two. Uh, Holden and I were out. Nikita Kucherov bangs one home on even strength again. Um, and then Braden Point with the hat trick on the power play at the end of the game. Um, I thought that was an unclassy move by John Cooper to put the A unit on the power play there when it was 7-2. But you know what? Whatever. There's some bad blood between Carolina and Tampa after the playoffs. Michael Bunting and all that other stuff. So, great point on the power play. Gets his 11th of the season with 18.08 left in the third final. The shots on goal, 14 Tampa, 24 Carolina. Um, Carolina for the first time. And this is the first time in NHL history. Well, not the first time. It is the first time since the 1950s where a goalie had less than 50% save percent average. Again, I'm not hanging this solely on Ranta. However, you need saves. He was saves. so bad. He was so bad. I watched the entire game. I'm not, again. That, was, that Hagel goal he should have had. No, again, I'm saying, you know, you hope he gets maybe three or four. But even if he gets three or four, you still lose this game four to two. So, yeah, I mean, good. Should should this game be blamed on Ranta? I'm probably not putting the whole thing on his shoulders. I thought Carolina played piss poor in that third period, which is why Tampa Bay scored one, two, three, four, five goals. But it was Ranta good? Not saying, he, no, he, he wasn't no. good. <laughs> I thought he was part of the problem along with the defense. And I listening on the aftermath on the way home tonight from the Columbus game, and Adam's right. You need to ride Kachetkov because one, 
Ranta can't do, you cannot ride Ranti Ranta. And you want Kachetkov to get in a groove. So even if Kachetkov has a bad game, you need to go back to him anyway because you want to see him be successful. So unless it's a back-to-back situation, I don't know. I mean, I run him maybe five, six straight games. He can do it. He's young. He's got the ability to do so. Yeah, he really does. And my gosh, he makes those poach checks. Every, every time he plays the game, he likes to do those diving poach checks with st- stops my heart which is annoying but he makes it most of the time which is great that's the most important thing yes but yeah that tampa game that was just ugly eight goals allowed on 14 shots my gosh and brendan moore i remember after that game he was um asked uh what do you say to these players after um a game like this and he's like well Nothing I can repeat. Nothing here. I can repeat here. So yes. yeah, he he laid in. It's very clear. He he said to add some words for the for the Hurricanes. Rightfully so, rightfully so. Um, now we'll get to the Columbus game, uh, a game where we're, we're like, okay, you got to win because this is the difference between having a losing homestand and a winning homestand. Was this homestand ideal? No, you want to win at least four out of five. You won three out of five. I don't like that, but I'll take it. Yes, I will take it too. Honestly, I was hoping. I remember both you and I said seven points. We ended seven. up with six. <laughs> Again, I'll take it. It's better than four, <laughs> which is what it looked like we were going to end up with. First period, you know, quickly just recap first period. Carolina dominated. They had a very, very good first period. They were all over the place. Merzlikens played very, very good. Second period, I felt like tilted maybe a little bit toward Columbus. Columbus had a couple of good opportunities. Kochetkov stood strong, looked very, very good. And I think that's when he got the diving save, I think, was in the second period. Um, yes, it was. It was in the second period toward the end of that. And you come into the third period, you're like, oh, boy, this game is really all kinds of stressful. And it doesn't take but 13 seconds and Columbus scores. And you're like, oh, my gosh, here we go again. This isn't going to be our night. <laughs> and that feeling is reinforced with about six minutes later, Columbus scores Again, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau scores the second goal of the game and Columbus is up two to nothing. And you're like, this just doesn't seem right. You can feel the 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 life sucked out of the building and you're just sitting there like, I don't know what to do. And then when all hope is lost, yes, Barry Kokinemi with a pure breaded snipe from it right inside the slot makes it two to one. You're like, okay. Okay, this team is more than capable of getting at least one more to tie this up. Six minutes and 51 seconds later, Carolina scramble in front of the net. Brady Shea knocks home a rebound. Dirty goal, ugly goal, but he gets it in. Brady Shea's having a very good season again. Again, this was assisted from Andrei Svechnikov, Seth Jarvis. The first goal was assisted from Tavo and Natchez. Tavo having an outstanding season. He cannot seem to not get points, which is awesome. And then at this point, I I looked over to my friend who was um, their first time at a hockey game, and I said, I I don't want this game to go into overtime. And less than a minute later, Svechnikov gets his first of the season. And oh my goodness, Sam, I'm going to tell you right now, that arena erupted. I bet you were happy. 
I was very happy. Svechnikov was happy. Everybody was happy. Everyone was loud. And when the camera showed on Svechnikov, the arena got even louder. It was fantastic. Andrei Svechnikov wins the game for Carolina in regulation with less than two minutes to go in the period. The final score of this game, Carolina 3, Columbus 2. Carolina comes back to win it. Was there some bad in this game? Yes, there was. Absolutely. You shouldn't have been down two to nothing and having to play like this, which seems to be the norm for the Hurricanes. We are 27th in the league with time played losing. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. But I'm, I'm happy Carolina won it. They had to win against a divisional team like Columbus. And I'm... I, I mean, I'm happy with the win, but I'm mostly happy for Sveshnikov because he really needed that goal. And that for that being his first goal, oh my gosh, he wins it for us. I am so happy. Absolutely. Needed it. Hoping for many more. The hope was here that he would get one and then just start rattling off a few. That's how he is. So I'm not going to be surprised if we see him score three or four in the next couple games because I think he can do that. He's capable of that, and usually once he gets one, he goes on a heater, and I think that's what we're going to get. Yes, definitely. Uh, So that is the recap of the uh, uh, games. We'll be back on Friday uh, recapping the Philly and the Thursday game, which I think is here against the Islanders. And don't forget... Make sure, if you didn't hear it at the beginning, if you want to go to the Carolina Hurricanes game against the New York Islanders for free, I'm saying it again, it's simple. You get a parking pass, you get two tickets. At us, message us, email us. I'm a huge Kaniac. You're entered. It's that simple. Why'd you knock over? I don't know. (laughs) It's a cap of some kind. Because you're really emphasizing that sentence with the pounding of your hand. <laughs> yeah, there. and I think I knocked a cap of some kind. Um, but yes, make sure you do that, and uh, you'll have a good week, right? You get to go to a game for free. and Sam Hopefully and, the Canes win. Hopefully the Canes win, and Sam and I get to suffer through a national broadcast for two games. Um, yay. Yeah, wonderful. Well, we will see you guys Friday. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.